Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Hello and welcome to another edition of Nick's Nerd News. I'm your host, Nick, and let's get right to it. Now, we're at, what, a week and a half into the new year, so obviously things are just going to be a, a little slow, things like that, just as, as everyone kind of gets back from vacation still. So, granted, not a whole lot going on in the past week or so. But I, I do want to start out with, with a new year. Maybe we'll do some new segments. Just want to talk about some, some new things in the video game world, if, if you're unaware, some new releases coming out soon. Ace Combat 7 is coming out January 18th. Kingdom Hearts 3 on January 29th. Uh, Resident Evil 2, which we'll get to in a second, January 25th. Tropico 6, January 25th. And then Crackdown 3, February 15th. Metro Exodus, February 15th. Dead or Alive 6, February 15th. Far Cry New Dawn, February 15th. And Jump Force, February 15th. So, a whole lot of games on February February 15th. And uh, everyone pretty much forgot about February 22nd, which was going to be that big video game day after last year's E3. But let's just kind of talk about uh, Resident Evil 2 here for a second. Now, most people thought it was just going to be a full-on HD remaster or remake, a la a lot of what Capcom has been doing recently. But in reality, it's pretty much, um, it's not a remake, but like a full-on, like new developed game pretty much that will follow Resident Evil 2. It's got uh it looks got it looks like it's got the production value of of more modern Resident Evils and uh that's with camera angles and and the way the game looks like it's going to be played. I've never played the original Resident Evil 2. I know that game is beloved by all. If my fe- my January and February aren't going to be so crowded, I probably would look at getting this game and and I would probably recommend to you guys if if you guys have a long history of liking games like this um or big fan of the Resident Evil franchise. I'm not a big zombie guy, but I know Resident Evil 2 is like the must play. And considering last year I got Shadow of the Colossus cuz I'd never played the original, really considering Resident Evil 2, but again, that's probably going to have to wait a while for me just based purely on on timing because I'm getting Tropico 6. I'm getting Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm getting Dead or Alive's uh I already said Dead or, or Kingdom Hearts 3, Dead or Alive 6, Far Cry New Dawn and uh um Crackdown 3. Did I say Crackdown 3 February 15th? So I I I don't know when I'm going to have time for a lot of this stuff. Just going to have to figure it out, I guess. But let's kind of get into to some more news here. Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, you know the the large publisher who owns Activision and Blizzard actually fired their CFO and there was no news. They made a, a, a statement with the FEC um, or SEC, sorry, Securities and Exchange Commission regarding it. And apparently after this happened, they had a 1% drop in stocks on top of the already 26% drop they had over last year, which is not good. You know, Activision's had a bit of a bad couple months after BlizzCon last year and and some other things that that happened, not great announcements from them, but it looks like uh, it looks like he was actually poached by Netflix to be their CFO, and actually, uh, 
resulted in a breach of contract with Activision. So it was simple as a little bit of corporate espionage almost. Well, no, not espionage, but corporate backstabbing, I guess. Um, I mean, that. I mean, do we really care about that kind of stuff? I don't know. I just thought it was interesting to see that that stuff kind of still happens and it's related to nerdy stuff. So, hey. Um, what's this here? Uh, former Blizzard devs, speaking of Activision Blizzard, um, they've created their own studio called Second Dinner. Uh, a lot of these guys used to work on Hearthstone and things like that actually announced that they're working on a Marvel game. Uh, no word yet on what property it's going to be based off of, unless it's all Marvel stuff. Um, but probably going to be PC or mobile focused, given their experience. Um, I, I Maybe some of you remember, some of you don't. This was months ago now. Um, but Bowsette had kind of taken over the internet by storm, which was kind of an amalgamation of Bowser and Peach. Or not Peach. Yeah, Princess Peach. Um, kind of based off like a comic or something that someone did. It turned into a giant meme. Uh, Nintendo said she will not become official. So sad news for all those Bowsette fans out there. Uh, in uh, extremely surprising news, Hitman HD Collection announced. And that's going to actually release this week on the 11th. So what is that? Um, this episode... By the time this episode airs, that's two days away. Two days away from when this episode airs. So H, uh, Hitman HD Collection will include Absolution and Blood Money. Will run at 4K, 60 frames per second. So Hitman... The Hitman games were, have always been beautiful games. Like, technical achievements, if you ask me. Um, I've played both Absolution and Blood Money. I've yet to really play a lot of the, the reboot, essentially, that came out, what, a year and a half ago? I know the first episode was free a while back because um, it was more episodic. Hitman 2 only came out last month and always had a lot of fun with those games. They, they were different. You could go stealthy. You could do your own things. Uh, it, it provided so many different options to essentially take out your target. It, it, it's like the antithesis, antithesis, antithesis. Let's, let's use proper English today, Nick. The antithesis to Assassin's Creed mainly because it was modern and things like that, but they've always been fun, always been beautiful. This is definitely worth a pickup if you never played um, Absolution or Blood Money, which were on the previous generation of consoles. I'm, I'm pretty sure um, Absolution was 2006, and Blood Money was, I want to say 2012. I may be wrong, but definitely awesome. Definitely check that out if you never played those and not getting as many games as me in the next few weeks. Um... What's this? Oh, here we go. Uh, final bit of gaming news, I guess. Uh, Slightly Mad Studios. No, if you never heard of them, they've made the game uh, Project Cars, Project Cars 2, some other racing games. They're a bit of an indie, independent studio. Um, their studio head said they are developing their own console, which he is dubbing the world's most powerful console, um, despite the fact that it won't come out until at least 2021. Uh, he says he's got some independent backers. This thing's... He's comparing it to PC, though. So I, I don't understand why he calls it a console when in reality it's a, a PC. Um, they're calling it the Madbox. It will hopefully support most major VR headsets by then. Um, but in reality, it's got like a really impractical design with what they're going for. I, I don't I don't understand what, what their goal was here. A again, like I said, why call it a console when it's really going to be um, aimed at the, the PC market? That, that's what, what I'm kind of really confused about right now. Um, you know, he uh, his name's Ian Bell, CEO and founder of Slightly Mad Studios. 
And he had originally said that, and he spoke to Variety, which first off is a weird place to go to announce a console. Like that, that's, why not go to Kotaku? Why not go to IGN? Why not go to, to Polygon or someone like PC Mag? Why, why go to Variety of all places, of all places? But he said, what is the Madbox? It's the most powerful console ever built. It's literally mad. You want 4K? You want VR at 60 FPS, 60 frames per second? You want a full engine for free to develop your games on? You have it. And I, I, I don't, I, I still don't understand. They said it, it makes no sense to me because I'm, I'm still trying to figure out, like, to quote a, a, a very famous IGN personality in an interview he had given and comments on the Xbox One X. Who is this for? And and Again, probably just PC gamers. I'm I'm kidding in that regard, but the 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 design, like I said, is very impractical looking. It's got this weird, like folded plastic look that almost makes it look like the shape of an M. Get mad, mad box. Um, but like that's just a, a going to be a pain in the ass to clean with dust buildup and things like that. And it just it has this. I hope this isn't big because granted, these are just renderings. But if this is what it's going to look like, this is very, just in terms of, of space, it's very impractical. People want a PC tower or box or, or whatever you want to call it um, that doesn't take up a lot of space. That is, excuse me, isn't wide or, or anything like that. They got to fit it into places. And this thing has that form factor, except it's got these two like sides that jut out and take up just and create extra space and open empty space on the sides and it's just it's super impractical so that's a no from me maybe one of the other sharks will (laughs) i I don't know i don't know what what's going on this guy's nuts if you ask me and we'll see if people end up buying it cost things like this it's gonna be interesting but you know that that's it for video games today like i said just getting back from vacation for a lot of people in the last week so didn't expect a whole lot of news a lot more stuff will be coming as the year goes on. We're, what, a, a week and a half into 2019. But let's kind of move on to TV. If you aren't already aware, we got a new poster for Season 3 of Stranger Things. It's it's very evocative of Spielberg and, and Zemeckis films of the 80s. Uh, we also got a premiere date, July 4th, Independence Day. So that that's going to be an exciting uh, 4th of July this year with uh, Stranger Things Season 3. I think each season is premiered in a different time of the year, and it kind of coincides with the holiday they, they represent. You know, Season 2 came out around Halloween. I want to say Season 1 came out sometime in November, many years ago, and uh, looks like this is going to be a, a summer-themed uh, season uh, based off the poster, things like that, hence the 4th of July release date. So be interesting to see. Can't wait. Always love Stranger Things. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. What are you doing sitting here listening to me? Go watch go watch Stranger Things. We got a firm uh, premiere date for Str- uh, Punisher Season 2, and that's going to be January 18th. And uh, look to see a cancellation of the Punisher sh- slightly after, <laughs> um, as with all Netflix Marvel shows. Uh, speaking of that, I guess Mike Coulter did an interview. Mike Coulter's Luke Cage um, in Luke Cage. And... 
he pretty much said that uh, he's dead after the snap and won't be coming back as Luke Cage. So uh, that explains the cancellation. Luke Cage is dead. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's stupid. Whatever. Uh, CW ordered Bat, uh, the Batwoman pilot. And that should be... I don't know if that's going to air. I thought they were looking to have that as a mid-season show. Probably not now. Uh, it's going to have uh, a director who actually did... Um, the first episode of Arrow and I think Supergirl and some other things. And he's actually a, a, a veteran of, of directing Game of Thrones episodes as well. So should should be a good good person at the helm there. I, I, I know a lot of people watch this show. I personally don't. Uh, my dad's a big fan. Some other people I know. Vikings on History Channel. Uh, season 6, which it's currently in. Jesus Christ, has it been on that long? That's nuts. Um... It's going to be the last time on on the History Channel. They're still working out a plan on on where it will go after this. I'm not a big fan of the History Channel. I used to be, and then um, I became woke. I guess you could say, or, or you know, I, I went to college. Uh, I've, I've stated before, I, I have a history degree, and what a lot of people don't realize. I'm going to go off on a history tangent here. Uh, the History Channel is not not a great place to go for history content anymore. And and I would say in the last 10, 15 years or so, granted, World War II stuff, you're perfectly fine. Because, I mean, there's there's just no way to sway that stuff or trying to bend it into, your, into how th- they want things to be perceived. Because, I mean, World War II is pretty cut and dry at this point. But in terms of other programs, and, and the only reason I, I can say this with with a firm belief in reality is I had a professor one year um, at the first university I attended and she was an expert on medieval England and other things of of that sort. So uh, the year 1000 or so, like I I took her class and she had actually been approached by the History Channel to do a segment on Beowulf. It was was a Beowulf program. And what she said was, uh, and she played a clip of, of her on the show, and what she said was actually, it, it turned out that what she had recorded and what she had wanted to say had been edited and twisted and things like that into what the History Channel wanted and into a way that would have the viewer perceive the, the truth and the situation in a way they wanted. And for a channel that should have been based on providing the facts, the truth, and things like this as, as much as possible, especially, especially with a topic like Beowulf, You'd think that they'd want to do that and not try to, you know, skew things or essentially tell a, a, a fib, not a fib or a lie. I, I'm wrong there, but but not tell the the truth would be is, is interesting. And you know, they they kind of lost me with ancient aliens and things like this. It's like, are are you trying to be? Are you trying to tell the truth, or are you just trying to speculate with rumor and hearsay and just ridiculousness? I mean, don't get me wrong, like, it, the, the History Channel has some good stuff on there, but it's kind of turned into a joke. It's a lot of reality TV, don't, and I will say Pawn Stars is actually good. I, I enjoyed Pawn Stars. While, yes, it's not real history, the good thing about it is they would actually bring in experts who knew what they were talking about as, as much as possible when it came to a product being sold or things like that. And I will give it to them, they actually had legitimate things and and uh, have told history um, 
the facts as, as much as possible. I mean, history is objective at this point. Like, it, it can't be, it's not subjective. We we know what happened. We know how things went down. You can't just start saying, oh, well, this or this. You can speculate to a degree on what caused certain things to happen. But again, you have to take all the evidence. We have all the evidence. It, it happened already. We're not We're not speculating on a future event. But with history, you can't, you can't, it can't be subjective okay it's not like well in my reality or that person's reality no it 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 happened we know how it happened we know the people involved we know what led to certain things we don't know what was going on in those people's minds exactly if they didn't write it down but again like the history channel having a show like vikings having a show like hatfield and mccoys they're they're starting to do these more fictionalized shows hell they're doing some new show on area 51 in the 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 roswell New Mexico incident. I personally believe in aliens. Do I think they crash landed in Roswell, New Mexico in 1949? I don't know. Will we ever find out the truth? Maybe. I, I, I again, but to to have a fictionalized show based off what some people say is true and what isn't, it, it turns into this he said she said thing. We don't have enough first um first hand accounts. We don't have any first uh 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 what is it um. Wow, I'm drawing a blank here. You know, um, first-hand sources. So it, it, it's, it's, it's all speculation at best. But enough about me and my tangent on the History Channel. Vikings last season on History Channel is, is later this year. No word on the future. And uh, what is this? Uh, a lot of you, as, as probably like me, were, were very happy to hear about the potential Deadpool cartoon that was going to be on FX. Uh, that was being done by Donald Glover, and he had wrote, written a script and everything like that. Well, it got canceled. But according to Rob Liefeld, the creator of Deadpool, he apparently was told by a uh, Marvel unnamed Marvel executive that a Deadpool cartoon will still happen. But don't hold your breath if you ask me. So nothing else to report on that. And uh, what was this during the Golden Golden Globes? Can't talk. Uh, during the Golden Globes, there was actually a commercial from HBO for 2019. Uh, it was their 2019 tease. We actually got footage of Watchmen and Game of Thrones. So Game of Thrones obviously uh, airing, I think, late April, they said. The final season, six episodes. Can't wait. Definitely going to be talking about that on this show a lot. And and then was this. And then we got uh, some, some video of Watchmen. But uh, other than that, it was all out of context, so... Looks good. I mean, it's just some guys in masks, so couldn't really, couldn't really see. And some what looks to be like a new Rorschach. So that's awesome. But the kicker this year was, uh, or this week, I should say, the official Rick and Morty Twitter account posted this weird promo video that just kept saying Rick, Morty, Rick, Morty. And it ends with a image of evil Morty. So a lot of people take this as an announcement for season four is imminent. Who knows on how long we'll have to wait. Hopefully not too long. I know season four has been in the works for uh, quite a few months now, but I'm excited. I can't wait. And the fact that they tease Evil Morty tells me that maybe there is an overarching story in Rick and Morty and it's not all just random, but that this is interesting because that episode... Um, what is that one called? Uh, season three. It's the one where they go to the Citadel and they they show off the different Ricks and Mortys around. And I I think um, 
I think I think that was the best episode I've seen in the entire series. And uh, it turns out that Evil Morty was behind all of it. So I'm I'm very, very, very excited for this. Rick and Morty is one of my favorite shows, hence why I was Rick for Halloween this year. And uh, speaking of the Golden Globes, you know, with that HBO tease, Golden Globes, huh? Uh, everyone usually uses this as a basis for the Oscars to kind of gauge what the winners might be. Granted, the Golden Globes does both movies and TV. Uh, it was hosted by Andy Samberg and Sandra Oh, who were actually really funny. I, I've always liked Andy Samberg, though, so that, that was a given. But I, I just want to touch on some things that won. Best TV drama was The Americans, which actually ended this year. Uh, I know that show, uh, being a history buff, I, I probably should have really liked that show, given the, the, the Cold War time setting. I watched the first season, but I, I kind of got really bored with it. But I know it's good. I can always go back to it at, at some point. I think it's on Netflix. And... Uh, that was Best TV Drama. Best TV Comedy actually went to the Kaminsky Method, which I don't think I've ever heard of. It stars Alan Arkin and um, Michael Douglas, which is a, a Netflix show. I'm definitely going to have to check this out because Michael Douglas actually won for Best Actor in a Comedy. So if Michael Douglas is doing it and he wins, it's got to be good, right? And it's got to be funny then. Um, the Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story, won limited, Best Limited Series. That was a really good show. I didn't know a whole lot about that whole situation, so it was happy to I was happy to see that and watch that and and learn about stuff I didn't really know about. Um, best actor actually in a drama. I'm only going to talk about stuff that kind of reflects to our topics. There are other winners that won, and congratulations to them. It's just they don't necessarily apply to this show, so I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm, I'm sing, sig, singling people out or things like that. I just I don't want to get off topic too much. Especially after that rant I just went on about the History Channel. But I heard this show's really good. It's it's called The Bodyguard. It's from the BBC. Uh, Richard Madden, who had previously been Rob Stark in Game of Thrones, actually won for Best Actor. So I, I heard that show's good. Um, I heard it's a remake. Um, bit of a like action spy thriller is my understanding of that show. Um, now let, let's get to movies here. And I'd like to report a crime because I think Black Klansman was robbed last night. Now... I can't say for certain that Bohemian Rhapsody was better because I've yet to see it. I've heard amazing things from people, though. But in my personal opinion, I thought Black Klansman was a great movie. I think it should have won more awards than it did last night. But I, I can't say. So that being said, clearly, Bohemian Rhapsody won Best uh, Film Drama and Best Actor Drama with Remy Malek, who portrayed uh, Freddie Mercury. Now, I, I was a little surprised by that. I, uh, this movie had some turmoil in it because of Brian Singer, the director, and some behind-the-scenes things with him. But I, I'm, I'm actually surprised that this is the movie that won. And to go against that, Best Comedy was Green Book, which uh, Mahershala Ali won for Best Supporting Actor. And uh, Actor Comedy was Christian Bale. Now, last week I said Vice didn't really want to talk about it too much just because it was a lot of political shenanigans going on with that. But with that being said, Christian Bale definitely definitely deserves that award because in all honesty uh i could have sworn i was watching the actual dick cheney in that movie because christian bale with all that makeup emulated him perfectly and even with his voice i mean granted dick cheney's been a public figure for 40 50 years so obviously there was a lot of place for christian bale to be able to to mimic his voice but that that i will give them i will give them best actor in a comedy and uh it'll be interesting though to see how 
if Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book are nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Because this is always a good standard to base it off of. And it'll be very, very interesting, like I said, to see how that goes. Because even with Best Actor categories, I'll be shocked if half the movies that were directed by Best Comedy or Musical or Drama are even in the same breadth of what's nominated for the Oscars. And uh, I will say this is a good... If there's one indicator from from the Golden Globes about what might win the Oscar is Best Animated Film, and no surprise here, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That that shit just broke records left and right. So I'm I'm happy I'm happy for that, and I, I guarantee you, it will be crazy if it doesn't win the Oscar. And I'm I'm calling it here. I'm not going to make bets. I'm not a betting man, but I will say that it it has a very strong chance of winning uh, winning Best uh, Animated at the Oscars. Uh, and I, I guess I should talk about Best Director here. And surprise win for Alfonso Cuaron. Um, granted, he's an amazing director, okay? He's done Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. He did Gravity, which a lot of people like. He did Children of Men, awesome movie. And um, he's done some other movies. But this year, he was only nominated for Best Foreign Language Film, Roma, which is a Mexican story. It's on Netflix. But shockingly, I've never seen a foreign language uh, director... It, what, and what I mean by that, I mean, there's been foreign language language directors before who've won, won Best Director. But what I mean by that is a film that's not nominated for uh, the standard Best Film Drama, Best Comedy Musical, and have a director not whose films are not in those categories win a Best Director at the Golden Globes. Which, again, great for him. Alf- Alfonso Cuaron is a, a amazing director, okay? I love Children of Men, Harry Potter, and The Prisoner of Azkaban. Not the best... Not the best Harry Potter, but good. Um, he also did E Tu Mama Tambien, which I know is a very popular, popular movie. So it's it's no surprise that he would be considered or win for that matter. But uh, again, very different Golden Globes this year, and it will be interesting to see if 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 the Oscars plays out in a similar fashion or not. Because I I don't know if you know this, but a, a few years back there was a big big hullabaloo made, a lot of bullshit and and nonsense over the Golden Globes. When it came to the year The Martian was released, which, by the way, is one of my favorite movies. Definitely watch it if you haven't seen it. The Martian, which normally wouldn't be considered a comedy or musical, was actually put in the comedy um, comedy category because they pretty much wanted it to win because it's an amazing movie. And, and, and they didn't want to put it in the drama category because it was going up against The Revenant. Again, another amazing movie. So they they pretty much wanted to make sure that both of those movies would win so they put um they put it into the 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 comedy uh they they put it into the comedy the comedy category which again makes somewhat sense but still not not any logical sense it's just hey we want these two movies to win so we're gonna put them in some random ass categories but hey whatever let's um let's just kind of use that golden globe thing then to transition into some movie news and uh, here we are, what, three, four weeks later, and Aquaman is nearing a billion, okay? It's now the number one DCEU movie for worldwide gross. I, I guess I have to clarify after last week, there might have been some confusion. Um, it was mostly breaking record box office records in China, because apparently I, I have to clarify these fucking things now. Uh, but woe is me, right? Right? Uh, whatever. But yeah, Aquaman's nearing a billion. I think it's at nine fifty. 
950 million as of now. It's doing okay in the U.S. Granted, it's it's only been out a couple weeks. It's still the number one movie. It's made around uh, 240 million, I want to say, here in the U.S. Which again is it's it's not bad, but it's not killer. It's not amazing. Okay, it's 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 doing. It's the fifth best DCE movie for U.S. totals. And we have to when when you got to look at this in context because the U.S. is the largest movie market in the world next to China. When you go to a website like Box Office Mojo, who who does grand totals of movies and things like this, uh, excuse me, before I go on, um, total de- uh, total worldwide gross is nine hundred forty three million two hundred twenty four uh, million dollars. So that's um, that's what I mean by that. But uh, when when you look at the totals, it's fifth uh in the dceu it's at 260 million again it's only been out a couple weeks so that that's cool um now uh, to put into context what i had been talking about last week it had been doing very well in terms of percentage drops from weekend to weekend compared to other dc movies this is this is a christmas movie it's not an outlier like star wars or things like this which tend to do a whole lot better um in those situations, because again, Star Wars has way more name recognition than, than Aquaman. But in, to put it into perspective, okay, it's been out um, two, two and a half weeks. It's 17 days. And the 17 day total for Wonder Woman was 275 million. The 17 day total for Aquaman is 260 million. And will it make the 412, 412 million domestic like, like Wonder Woman? Maybe. Now, Again, there's still a lot of time on it. It's got a lot of positive spin and a lot of positive buzz like Wonder Woman. So we don't know yet uh, what will happen in the long run. I mean, Batman vs. Superman made almost $400 million domestically. And Suicide Squad, again, almost $400 million domestically. So when, when you look at domestic numbers, I guarantee you it will do more than... It's already past Justice League, which unfortunately was the worst of them. I think it will pass Man of Steel, which did 291 domestically. The kicker will be, will it pass Batman vs. Superman at 330? Will it pass Suicide Squad at 325? And will it pass Wonder Woman, which did 412 million? Be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I still want to go see that movie again, but in IMAX, just to have my eyes blown out by the amazing world building. But let's let's move on to another topic here. Uh, Kevin Smith announced that he's begun pre-production on the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And when I say reboot, I don't mean that literally. Uh, Kevin Smith is calling it that, but in reality, it's going to be a sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And uh, this time they're on a mission to stop the reboot of the Blunt Man and Chronic movie, um, which they don't want people to have made, just like they didn't want to have the Blunt Man and Chronic movie made in the original Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back movie. So don't think that they're going to get new actors for Jay or Silent Bob. This is just a continuation of the what's called the Askew, Askewniverse. View Askewniverse. Fuck, I can't talk today. God damn it. Uh, the View Askewniverse. So Chasing Amy, Mall Rats, like I said, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, um, uh, 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 Clerks 1 and 2. So it, it's going to be set in that. Jason Mewes will be back. Kevin Smith will be Silent Bob, a much skinnier Silent Bob. Um, but pre-production on that, so I'm excited. I guess this is going to be put on the on the uh, in front of Clerks 3, which is being put on the back burner. And this is a weird tease that came from the Japanese Pokemon Twitter account, but it was almost like a teaser that has a CGI Mewtwo, and it, it talks about some things 
but it looks like we might be getting a CGI remake of the original Pokemon movie. Now, how fucking awesome does that sound? I'm stoked, because what? I think this is 20 years since Pokemon the movie, because the second movie was Pokemon the movie 2000, which was probably a year after the original. Uh, Pokemon the first movie came out in 1998 in Japan. Usually takes about a year for movies to come out in the U.S. Let me see, just because of dubbing and all that. Yeah. The U.S. in 1999. So it'd be 20 years later, uh, 20th anniversary of the original movie, for us to get the the three, uh, the new remake, which would be awesome. Because if, if they do it in 3D and they use the great CGI that's available today, I think this movie would look amazing. It'd be more in line with, with how the games look as opposed to Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu, the Detective Pikachu movie, which has some nightmare fuel in it, but... It'll be interesting to see. Stay, stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned right here on on the news you trust, Nick's Nerd News, for more on that when um, when we have it. Uh, Carrie Fisher's family. Speaking of December without Star Wars, uh, Carrie Fisher's family has uh, made an announcement that they are thrilled with the old footage that's being used for Leia for Episode Nine, which does not have a name yet. But uh, Carrie Fisher's brother was the one who said this. But they're they're happy with what. JJ is doing with the unused footage uh, to to make new scenes of Leia in in what will be episode nine, and uh, a lot of rumors flying about that movie, like a time jump or some other thing. So I'm sure news will come soon. Hopefully, if not, we probably won't have a trailer till at least uh, was it April or May when Star Wars Celebration Chicago happens. Uh, other movie news: looks like the Batman solo movie is rumored for a November start, and. Still no word yet on who's playing Batman, if it's going to continue to be Ben Affleck, which I'm really hoping it is, uh, or if the often rumored, um, was it Jake Gyllenhaal? They were rumored for Jake Gyllenhaal, but I mean, he's in the MCU now, so we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, but again, a rumored November start date. I remember uh, a, a few weeks back, I talked about this as well. Uh, it was rumored that Matthew Reeves was supposed to have turned in his final script to Warner Brothers by the end of the year. So expect news on that. And speaking of will they, won't they, Henry Cavill, who I still think is playing Superman, like I don't think there's any doubt in this, uh, posted an awesome Instagram picture pretty much praising Jason Momoa and Aquaman, um, where he's kind of like holding up a, a fork underwater and pretty much telling people how awesome Aquaman was and to go see the movie. And I don't think he would have done that if he wasn't Superman anymore because... He wants to promote the DCEU. He wants people to, to go watch and enjoy it. And I, like I said, I don't think he would be doing this if he wasn't Superman anymore because he'd have no obligation to do that unless he was just being an awesome friend and fan. So, But you don't see that a lot on, on, on celebrity Instagram accounts. So I, I, I don't know. Um, interesting to see. And uh, speaking of the DCEU, some things have come out about the Birds of Prey movie or uh, the emancipation of one Harley Quinn. And... Looks like it's going to be more a Harley movie than a team movie, which I'm perfectly fine with because Margot Robbie was amazing as Harley Quinn, and I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. It's just why would you get such amazing actresses to play, um, uh, to play, uh, uh, to play the Huntress and Black Canary and things like that if you weren't going to, um, have them be the focus with Margot Robbie? And also, that movie's supposed to start filming this year, uh, this month. 
and it looks like they're expecting a, a finish, a completion date for April. So I know that movie's supposed to come out early in 2020. So not surprised there. And what I'm really surprised at is apparently a Jumanji 2 is coming out this year, which I don't know how because The Rock is filming like 500 other movies. So I don't know how he's going to fit that in. Um, I still haven't seen Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. I heard it was really good. And I, I just, I had so much love and adoration for the original that I was very t- skeptical about this to begin with. And I, I, I know that it did well. I, I know a lot of people liked it. I just haven't gotten around to it. But apparently Aquafina and Danny DeVito are in talks to join this one, which is supposed to be released in December, which I don't understand if they haven't even started filming yet how this movie can come out in December. Because if it's anything like the last one, it will require a lot of CGI and I know that takes time. So unless they're throwing a lot of money behind it, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know how that's going to make a December release. I don't know if this is movie related or TV related, but Kermit the Frog was on a news show recently and stated that they have a announcement to come in the new year. And he said he would tell people what it was if he knew what it was. So expect a, a Muppets announcement in the coming weeks, which... Hopefully it's either a new a, a new movie or a new show because I love the Muppets and I'm pretty sure everyone else does. Was this uh, Zombieland Two, which is finally coming this year and very excited for? I know I said I'm not a, a zombie guy, but Zombieland was a great fun movie. It turns the whole zombie idea on its head. It's called Zombieland Two Double Tap. The original cast is expected to be back, but. Uh, I I guess Dan Aykroyd is going to be in it, playing a fictionalized version of himself, which is fitting because Bill Murray was in the last one. But Bill Murray's actually going to be back for this one, which I'm pretty sure he died in the first one. A fictionalized version of himself, at least. He was shot point blank with a shotgun. So uh, is he going to be back as a zombie? Is he going to be just miraculously alive? uh, uh, Didn't they bury him? Oh, spoiler alert, I guess, for like a seven-year-old movie. But yeah, Zombieland 2, both uh, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. And then, um, what is this? Uh, Todd McFarlane, uh, creator of Spawn and awesome comic uh, 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 drawer, comic artist, (laughs) um, has said that the Spawn reboot, uh, this is a quote from him, will be devoid of joy, fun lines, and will be dark, ugly two hours of a movie. And, um, wow, that sounds disappointing, uh, not disappointing, but, um, do people want to go to a movie that doesn't have any fun or, or joy? I mean, you gotta have a tiny bit, right? I mean, otherwise it's just going to be a depressing slog of two hours. You gotta have some things. I'm not saying a lot. You don't have to have a lot, but you have to have like one or two. And if it's going to be completely devoid of that, I don't know if it will test well, but who knows? Jamie Foxx can is a, a amazing actor, so we'll see how his spawn does. And uh, just to kind of cap off, like how we started with upcoming games, here's some upcoming movies. Uh, Glass, January 18th, which is the third movie in M. Night Shyamalan's, you know, Unbreakable and Split movie series. Uh, kind of capping off with Glass, it's the final one. The Lego Movie 2, the second part, uh, comes out February 8th. And then Alita Battle Angel on February 14th. So be on the lookout for those. I hope to review at least two of those movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's kind of it for the first week. Um, some other things happened, like uh, D23 
DC Comics actually honored Stan Lee in all of last week's comics um, with a, a, a black a whole page that was in black that said Stan Lee um, from the Distinguished Competition, which he used to use uh, to when he referred to DC in interviews. Really nice of them. It came out so much later because comic books take weeks to produce, so it's fitting that it, it came out eventually. Like, like Marvel's tribute to him only came out uh, last week as well because... Like I said, it, it takes weeks. So things were sent to the printer and had to be scrambled and fixed post-death. And it's nice that even DC uh, put out something to honor to honor Stan Lee because he was their biggest rival for a time. So uh, you gotta you gotta gotta have friendly competition, you know. And then to final to finalize things here, I got Star Wars uh, Smuggler's Bounty, the Funko box that uh, is now being handled by Amazon, still with Funko though. And uh, this month's was really cool. Got a little mystery mini. Turned out to be Jabba the Hutt. It's really awesome for a desk. It's a little tiny bobblehead. A amazing uh, luggage tag, which is like Boba Fett rocketing off on his jetpack, which uh, I almost don't want to put on luggage because that would probably get stolen. And uh, two Funko Pops, one of Lando in the Bounty Hunter, uh, in his Bounty Hunter outfit from... Return of the Jedi, they're teasing Dagobah as the next theme, because this month's theme was uh, Jabba's Sail Barge. And then it came with two toothpick holders, which uh, is a real interesting way of calling it uh, of, of a name for a shot glass, because that's what they are. Um, one of them is Salacious Bee Crumb, which is that, uh, it's known as a Kowakian monkey lizard, uh, which is that weird creature that is uh, jumping around on Jabba in Return of the Jedi. And then the other one is R2-D2. So awesome little Funko Pop collections. Oh, it also had a Nikto Funko Pop. So uh, forgot about that real quick there at the end. But hey, that's uh, that's it for Nick's Nerd News, right? It's the first week of 2019 in the books. We're on to the second one. And uh, can't wait to, to go on this new, awesome, exciting adventure with all of you. Uh, please follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Nick's Nerd News. You can find me on all three. A uh, little different name naming conventions on each one. So just search Nick, Ner, Nick's Nerd News. Look for the logo you see on your preferred streaming service, like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. We're on all three. Uh, same logo and picture on all social media and all the services. So when you see that, you know you're in the right place. Again, I am your host, Nick. Thank you guys for listening. Please share my podcast with all of your nerdy friends. I'm sure they'd love to hear a different, interesting, and nuanced take on nerd culture, because that's what I provide you each and every week. Um, enough of the jokes, though. Uh, hey, you know what? I haven't done this in a while, but like I always used to say, uh, you guys, you do you, right? Fuck the haters, okay? Just uh, be your own person. Don't let anyone convince you otherwise, all right? Uh, if you want to do something, just just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Just do it. You know, in the ever-loving words of, of Shia LaBeouf. But that's it, folks. I'll catch you on the flip side.